Agree or disagree, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, I haven't heard of a single American planning to return the latest and the third round of stimulus checks since COVID-19 started sweeping over North America a year ago. survey at my office yesterday. No one had received their stimulus checks as of then, but most of my team members knew people who had. One family I know got it last Saturday and did something they hadn't been able to do for a long time. They went shopping for new clothes. Another family plans to bank it to help cover the costs of a move they need to make later this year. Every stimulus round has been wildly popular if you follow polling. Whether it helps stimulate a virus-dampened economy remains to be seen. In a way, it's almost like getting an inheritance. But for those in Christ, we are already co-heirs of unfathomable riches. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Resurrection Power. Three months ago, We were in the midst of the Christmas season, filled with all the warmth and festivities we enjoy. But it's always struck me that we really don't have an Easter season, a time to look forward to the coming celebration of Christ's resurrection. Days and weeks filled with family gatherings and singing carols filled with joy to the world. Christmas is only the beginning of the story. But at Easter, we remember the greatest event in human history, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So even though we're almost three weeks away from Easter, I want to kick off the season with you. A season of looking to Jesus, the God-man who lived and died and rose again. In a moment, we'll do this by reflecting on one of the greatest descriptions the Bible has given us about Jesus, and it's found in Colossians chapter 1. And we'll also hear again from singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson and how Jesus gives him hope living in a fearful world. But first, let's kick off this pre-Easter program with a song filled with resurrection power from Andrew Peterson, Risen Indeed. And so the winter dies with a blast of icy wind Like a mournful cry, it's giving up the ghost again Another sheet of snow melts away to gold and green Look at Peter go, he's racing to the tomb to see Where has my Jesus gone? He is not dead, he is risen
Abraham could not have dreamed of this, could never understand the end of all those promises. How all the pieces fit, every star and green of sand is safely hid in Jesus' hand. Let every tongue confess He is not dead. risen. He is risen indeed. Does your church do that Q&A on Resurrection Sunday? The song is called Risen Indeed from Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters, Volume 1. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and I asked Andrew Peterson to explain and share with us why the resurrection was so important for him to sing about. It's the center of the whole thing, man. Like, it, it, it was amazing to, you know, re- to read the New Testament through that lens, you realize that every sermon that was preached, like hinged on the resurrection of Jesus, the mm-hmm. bodily resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if that didn't happen, this is all a waste of time. Um, like, you know, I, somebody asked, uh, I heard somebody talking recently about like, okay, why are you a Christian? And the answer was because I believe the resurrection happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. It's not the, that Christianity is a, is a better way to live. I think it is, but that's not why you're a Christian. It's not just a philosophy by which you you live. Like there is this uh, this fact that happened in history that we can't wiggle around, which is that this person named Jesus was God and he loved mm-hmm. us. And so, uh, anyway, yeah, I just I, I once I realized, you know, that 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 was this central part of the gospel. It just has changed the way that I live my life. Singer and songwriter Andrew Peterson talking with me just a few days ago from Nashville, about his latest album called Resurrection Letters, Volume 1. Let me say that this Easter album is the one you need this year. Maybe you don't even own an Easter album. But this is one of those rare fusions of delightful music with deep lyrics, and all of it points to Jesus, who holds all things together. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. We'll be turning to Colossians 1. But I'd like to encourage you to get this album from us after the program. It will fill you with the hope of the resurrection. And when you do call us and make your gift to support our ministry, make sure you ask for Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters. The number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and listen to samples from all the songs on the CD, and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, let me ask you a question. Where does the power to live our lives to the glory of the Lord come from? That's the question we need an answer for. It's been a rough year these past 12 months, to say the least, and Christians and churches have struggled right along with everyone else. We've realized just how weak we are, just 
how much we need the Lord's help to find our strength. Where do we find it? We find the power to live in the resurrection of Christ. As the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, the very same Holy Spirit that brought Christ back from the dead is the one who lives in us and gives us strength to live. It's the resurrection, the change from death to life, that gives us strength to follow Christ day by day. This is something we need to reflect on even more. Many of us have spent our days thinking of our relationship with the Lord only through the cross. At the cross, we see our sin and what it costs to forgive us. We also see our rebellion and our very deep and low lowliness. We see that Jesus loves us enough to endure what we deserve on our behalf. At the cross, we're focused on God's love for us as sinful and unworthy. Now, don't hear me wrong. We need to remember these things. The blood of Christ washes us clean, and we would be foolish to forget our own sin. But when Christ rose from the grave, he showed, he even proved, that death and sin do not have the final or the most important word in our relationship with the Lord. The resurrection ensured our adoption as beloved children, brought into his glorious life by the power of the Spirit. You, if you have faith in Jesus, are a child of the Almighty. You may have been set free from death and the condemnation that comes from sin. You may have been called a co-heir with Jesus Christ of the new creation. That is your identity. This is the most important and final word about you as a believer. The resurrection changes it all. It means we're free. I'm not sure how many people live their lives in the freedom that the Lord offers us. Freedom is a word that gets used a lot and usually only in a political discussion. But the Apostle Paul is so clear. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. The Spirit sets us free from our slavery to sin, sets us free from death, and sets us free into the life the Lord has for us, a life full of love and acceptance, a life where we are free to love our neighbors without fear of what might happen if we do. This is the life that Jesus said is abundant in John 10. It is full, overflowing with love for the Lord as well as for others. It's free, not looking over our shoulders, always worrying if we've done enough for the Lord, but simply resting in His favor. This is the free life that the Lord wants for us, and it's all centered on Jesus Christ. Resurrection power comes from Jesus and all that He's done for us, all that He is for us, It brings me to a passage in Colossians. This little letter of Colossians was written while Paul was in prison. But even when he was locked up for preaching the gospel, Paul couldn't help but praise Jesus. Colossians 1, 15 through 20 is a hymn. It's an ancient hymn written about Jesus. And I love how Andrew Peterson captured the spirit of this Holy Spirit-inspired hymn on his Resurrection Letters, Volume 1 album. Let's hear just a snippet from it. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation. And by him all things were created in heaven and earth, seen and unseen, rulers, dominions, and powers, and kings. He holds all things, all things, all things. 
together. He holds all things, all things, all things together. Andrew Peterson and a portion of his song, All Things Together. It's almost word for word from Colossians 1, 15 through 20, that ancient hymn I mentioned a moment ago. And you get a better sense of how it reads and sings like a hymn. The first Christians knew where their hope and power came from, and they sang about it. Nearly 2,000 years of praising Christ. When we read that passage, we join our voices with theirs. Now, we just heard Andrew sing verses 15 and 16, but let me read verses 17 to 20 to you. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Those verses are full of glory and praise for Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of our salvation. And the resurrection is right in the middle of it all. He is the firstborn of the dead. We praise and worship not a dead Christ. Jesus is alive now and forever. The author of Hebrews tells us so he can save us to the uttermost. But this Christ hymn didn't begin there. He took one further step back before Easter, before Good Friday, before even Christmas. Where was Jesus? And the answer to this question tells us how wonderful it is that he saved us. Verse 16 tells us who Jesus really is. He is the creator. In him all things were created. Everything we see, everything we can't see, Jesus was there, creating it along with the Father, along with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, our Savior, is God the Son. That's where our power to live begins, in a realization that the one who rescued us from our sin is none other than the Almighty Creator. If there's anyone who had enough power to save us from the miry pit of our own sin, it is the Creator. Through Him, all things were made. And there are two more words in this hymn that make it come alive for me and you over and for. Verse 15 tells us that Jesus is over all creation. That means he's the Lord of all creation. There isn't a person or being on earth that is more powerful than he is. He is the Almighty. And of course, that means he has authority over all creation. No one can tell him what to do. We can remember Jesus' confrontations with the demonic forces in the gospel accounts. They had to ask him for permission to what they wanted. He is the Lord over creation. But there's something more encouraging about Jesus being over all creation. It means no one can stop him from saving us, even though we try. As the old hymn goes, O to grace, how great a debtor, that is us. We fall and we fail. Our sin reminds us every day that we live our lives in the grace of the Lord, but our salvation is not ours to keep or to lose. Jesus is over all creation, including us. He holds us in his hand, and he saves us. 
His words in John 10, My sheep are in my hand. No one can snatch them from me. Paul's words in Romans 8, Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. He is Lord over all creation. This is good news for us. If we were ever in doubt that the Lord is worthy of our praise, or that he is a worthy Savior, we need to look no further. But Paul goes further. The second little word, for. All things were made for him. Jesus is at the center of creation. He's worthy to save us because he is the Lord over all. But all things were made with him in mind. The course of human history was meant to culminate in Christ. He is the one who makes sense of it all, who brings all things together. All of history is divided by Christ, and all of history points to him as the fulfillment of God's promises. He is over creation. Creation was made through him, and all things were made for him. But it's not just human history and the entire universe. It's you, me. We were made for Christ, created to know him, to love him, to praise him. When he entered our world, he came to give us life. Our life is fulfilled when we know him, when we love him. He came to bring us back to life. We were made for him, and he came for us. Resurrection power to live starts with Jesus over all creation. It's accomplished by Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection, and it ends with Jesus. We were made for him. Our hearts are truly restless until they find rest in him. Jesus is a worthy Savior, not just because of what he has done for us, but because of who he is for us. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? Is the glory of the Lord to be? Light within our midst Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal?
the most well-known song coming out of Andrew Peterson's Resurrection Letters 1 album, Is He Worthy? Here on A Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. I asked Andrew how he came up with this powerful and unique style, and here's what he told me. So I uh, several years ago, we started attending uh, a church that uses uh, the liturgy. It just got me thinking about a song where... Uh, instead of the worship leader standing at the front of the, the thing, just singing, trying to lead people in song, but asking questions that would engage the audience and have them affirm together mm-hmm. these truths that we believe. And so I had written the verses of the song, but I didn't have a chorus yet. And then I uh, read in Revelation 5, there is a question and answer that happens. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a moment where mm-hmm. it's like this rhetorical thing where a question is asked and then the answer uh, comes back, and then what you have is the truth being told, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they say, is anyone worthy to break the seal and open the scroll? Mm-hmm. And all of heaven cries out because no one can be found who is worthy. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus steps into the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all of the elders, you know, they all sing his praises that, yes, he is worthy to open the scroll. It's just this beautiful, and it, to me, was the perfect perfect way to sum up the rest of the song. Uh, I'm a pretty emotional person, you know, who tends toward melancholy. And so mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I probably was thinking about the fact that, yes, I, I often look around and feel the weight of the brokenness of the world. Mm-hmm. Like the more we know the, the depth of the brokenness of the world, the more mm-hmm. glorious is the hope that we have in the resurrection and mm-hmm. the fact that he will make all things new. I'm thankful for Andrew Peterson and this latest album called Resurrection Letters 1. 
Let me say it again. This is the Easter album you need this year. I know you will be moved to worship as you listen to the songs on this album, and I must say there are very few albums like that. In many ways, this is a concept album that tells the story from the first moments of Christ's resurrection as his once dead heart begins to beat again all the way through to Jesus seated at the right hand of his Father, holding all things together. When you finish listening, you'll be saying, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Why don't you call us right now and make a gift to the ministry, but ask for Resurrection Letters 1. Our number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you contact us today, there's a good chance you'll have it by Easter to enjoy over the holiday season. Or visit our website. We've put up samples from all the songs on the CD, and you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just as we have to go, we still have copies of the Puritan Documentary DVD for your gift to the ministry. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me with Andrew Peterson. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Life in this world, with all its pains and stresses, can be hard. Suffering and hardship are the common narrative of human life. Day in and day out, we face the winter of sin's cold creep. And if we're not careful, that cold creep can chill our hearts, turn us away from grace. John, writing in exile, surely faced this cold winter as he sat all alone. But the book of Revelation is full of promise, promise that winter is ending. The word new, used nine times, holds out hope and change. The climax comes. Revelation 21.5, Behold, I am making all things new. The seasons change. Cold winter turns to spring, but Christ remains on his throne. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.